0: Welcome to the VG Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia.
1: What's the name of that ukulele song that everybody knows?
0: The Rainbow Song. Oh, the
2: Rainbow Connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's called. The
1: Rainbow Connection. That's it.
2: Is that it? Yeah. that how it goes? Well, yeah. Well, that's the Kermit the
1: Frog song. There's also the one that's... uh, That's what I was thinking of. I
2: also thought of Double Rainbow, too. Well, he's got like his own take on it. Is I that the same song
1: as the Kermit song? Yeah, man, it's it's from uh, is it?
2: yes, it's from uh, Wizard of Oz too. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, I didn't but, know that that was the same song. Wait, yeah. which
0: one is from the Kermit the Frog song?
1: Rainbow Connection and Somewhere Over the Rainbow are the same song? No,
0: <laughs> I'm very confused. Now.
2: No, this is false. This better not be being recorded, Austin. It's I've not just been easy lying being green for like an hour. So.
0: It's not easy being green. It's they're, not
2: easy being green. The Rainbow Connection is somewhere over the ra- No, they are different. They're different songs. Okay. They definitely are. That's all right. <laughs>
1: hey, uh so random thought of the day though, this podcast
2: should be coming out on May the 4th. Uh, so, are you so guys excited. Are you guys Star Wars fans? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh yeah, I mean I was more when I was younger. I do I do still very much enjoy Star Wars. That's awesome. I just think yeah. it's
0: fascinating how many people will say to others may the 4th be with you on and may with the your 4th. spirit and <laughs> and how that like has become like a cultural uh, like icon of a movie i mean the fact that it, you know i'm not sure everyone has seen everyone who says that has seen all of the movies but there's just it's become part of american culture to, It's star wars day thanks yeah. to facebook
2: <laughs> our um one of our, our lit, uh, liturgy and music person uh, johanna she is part of the Virginia Symphony Orchestra, and last year, they had a big concert on May the 4th that was all Star Wars. Oh, music. wow. Yeah, I didn't go to it. I went wow. to uh, a different one that they did, but, uh, but she told me about it. I was like, that would be really fun for Ken and Anthony.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the music is fantastic, too, by John Williams. He's done so many of the, of the great musical scores for movies, and, uh, and yeah, that would be neat to hear a, a live symphony do that. Yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely. So happy Star Wars Day to everybody listening.
0: Happy Star Wars Day. Yeah, and
1: uh, also this isn't a Star Wars podcast at all. This is Vici Mundum. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel uh, Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. And so here we are. I am. Uh, my name is Anthony Ferguson. I'm a seminarian, and uh, in the studio in the Vici Mundum show studio today, I have. Austin Farenholt, our uh, Director of Advancement. Hello, folks. And Ken White, our Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry. Hey. So uh, if you've never listened before, welcome. We're so glad you're listening. Um, But I have kind of a cool topic today. And uh, in fact, it's something I've been thinking about and praying about and uh, speaking about actually um, recently. And it has to do with communion and liberation movement. Have you ever heard of this?
2: I have heard of it. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about it um but i have heard of it
1: well when people don't know much about it they think it sounds like something communist out of of the communist regime
2: yeah that's definitely the first thing that comes to my mind communion and liberation (laughs) we are going to talk about the wonders of communism today folks no not at all (laughs) no john paul john paul the second pray for us he would come and smite us (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh, we are not communists i'm just going to throw that out there let it be known
1: All right, Not so um to kind of give a little bit of backdrop. So I recently gave had had an opportunity in fact Ken invited me because he wanted to you know have me give a talk. But I, I was able to speak at Theology on Tap recently and I titled the talk Unbiased Reality. And so um, and it was rooted in this communion and liberation movement uh, perspective on how to approach reality. And so just to kind of give you guys a little background, uh, communion and liberation was a movement that was jump started by a, an Italian priest Named uh, Father Luigi Giussani, and uh, his whole mentality was that um, that our culture kind of tends to look at reality through ideological lenses, um, through kind of very narrow cross sections of of what it means to be true, and so uh, he kind of was calling for what he calls realism. So, any any initial thoughts on like you know what that have you experienced that 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 uh that you've looked at reality through kind of a, an ideological lens at times.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's the only way I often look at reality is is through my own <clears throat> through uh kind of the culture in which I've been saturated. Um we had a retreat a, a church retreat and uh Daniel Whitehouse came and talked to us. Um um and he was talking about how uh we're like a stake it's been marinated for a long time, you know, and in our own culture and in our own society. And so we take on the flavors of the marinade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, I can say, yeah, I, I definitely see the world through the marinade I've been s- soaking in. That's a weird analogy, but <laughs> I think it fits. That That's that's kind of definitely how I've seen seen things. Mm.
0: Well, and I, I, I think it's also not just culture, but how we were brought up, um, how our family views things, right? We often take on... Um, the views of of those in our family, of those of our friends, right, and that's that's why it's really important that we have good friends in our life because we want we want people who are either going to um, direct us towards an unbiased reality mm-hmm. um, and challenge some of those uh, those realities that we've created for ourselves. I just find whenever I think I've figured out the world, so to speak. Um, God strikes me with some kind of realization or uh, sends a person into my life that completely destroys the status quo that I had set from my way of seeing things. Um, and I actually find myself reading things sometimes that are, that are maybe a little bit against what I, how I see the world so that I can try to open up and see a bigger picture.
1: Yeah yeah and I think it I think it's worth mentioning it from the outset though before we go any kind of deeper into this thought process is Father Luigi Giussani and the entire community liberation movement is not calling for like a neutral posture to the world mm-hmm. he's not calling for uh us to act like we aren't affected by the culture, so he would say that there are i, I mean I think the whole Catholic tradition for this for this sake. There is authentic culture. And so we want to be influenced, right? There's no way that the human being cannot be influenced. But we want to make sure that we're being influenced according to truth, right? So we want to be correlated to reality. And in order to do that, sometimes we have to break out of the the, the ideologies that prevent us from seeing reality as it is.
0: Hmm. Well, and it's very much our culture, isn't it, to, to- – Encourage you to create your own reality. Yes. Right. Like I, I define my world as this, or I even define myself. Right. I, I define myself as a Star Wars fan. That's what I am. Right. And that, and that becomes my identity rather than than my true identity or, as a, as a son of God, as a created person.
2: Yeah. Or even I, I define what happiness will look like to me and the completeness of that happiness, and so I will now. Um, pursue that happiness and that's my reality you
0: know yeah i was just reading an article yesterday about a woman who had had the sort of perfect life right you've heard the phrase keeping up with the joneses Mm -hmm. and she was writing this article and saying we were the joneses i had everything right i had the perfect house um the you know i had the boat the cars everything that i could want um but she said interiorly the family her family was really struggling with with um, there was addiction and abuse and all these things um and now she's she was kind of brought out of all of that by good family and friends and um, since then has has started a family um gotten remarried to this this guy and she lives in this house that's falling apart. she talks about how like her, it's often very cold upstairs during wintertime because their furnace just does not heat up the top of the house, but she talks about how much joy that she has because the outside that she had built that she had thought was happiness right and then internally there was all this turmoil you know she she was realizing like it's not about what things look like, but it's about the fact that I, I have this family. I have a husband who loves me and I love him. I have these kids who feel safe. Like just the, the reality, like that was the reality of finding joy and happiness, not the reality that the culture wanted to define for her. It's a very fascinating article.
1: Yeah. And, and I think we all feel that to some extent, like keeping up with the Joneses or the Kardashians or whoever you want to keep up with, (laughs) um, following, whoever on Twitter or whatever, like we feel the pressures of our age. We feel the pressures. And so, uh, and, and so maybe we can just kind of define ideology for a second. I think that's a good idea. What yeah. is it? What does it mean to, to be pressured by ideology? So father Luigi Giosani uh, basically breaks down ideology as a system of thought, like whether it be political or cultural or, you know, philosophical, but a system of ideas that takes one aspect of reality one aspect of reality, whatever that may be, and then makes it into an absolute. So, so basically what you end up with is a very narrow understanding of what the fullness of reason, the fullness of rationality, the fullness of what is all of being. Um, and then you limit it to just this one little aspect of it. So, I mean, just really qu- like a, a simple example that, the I talked about at the Theology on Tap Talk was uh, scientism. So Bishop Barron always talks about this, right? That the only way to have knowledge is through empirical scientific fact. But that leaves out a lot about reality. That is only one part of the way that human beings know. And it's very useful and it's really helpful and and we like science as Catholics. It's very, very good. Um, but science doesn't explain itself. Um, so, so you need a... It ends up being too small of a world the cosmos is too small if all you have is scientific information. Um, there are other things that we experience as human beings that doesn't fit into the scientific model
2: so basically an ideology or ideology is a um, you said it's a system of ideas that take just one aspect. so it's kind of like taking a slice out of the pie but making that the entire pie. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a really good image, Austin. Yeah, and and we see it in so many different ways. So we have, like, we have uh, scientism. We also have, you know, the the gender ideology that we see happening. I mean, it, it takes – it makes us into, like, whatever we believe that we are, right? We, we can – and it reduces us to our feelings. It reduces us to our attractions. And, and that's – there's more to us than that. There's more to the human being, to the human person than that. And so when the church says – you know tries to break down some of these ideologies people react like oh well look at the church trying to tell us what to do but no the church is saying be who you are you know be a real human being you know don't have this biased reality like just come to reality as it is seek truth because that's what ultimately satisfies the human person is is seeking the the unconditional truth which is god Hmm.
2: yeah i mean it kind of seems like uh you know uh, a question i was thinking kind of thinking that the devil's advocate position is well if i can if i can live in that uh illusion of my slice of the pie being the whole pie and i'm happy there then why would you try to tell me to go look beyond that um
0: hmm. Right, if I only care about The Empire Strikes Back because that's the only important movie of all the Star Wars movies, why should I watch all the others? Uh,
2: nice reference, Ken.
0: Well, <laughs> oh my gosh, for... <laughs> I'm more of an Episode One kind of guy. Mm, Jar Jar Binks,
1: he's the best, Oh
0: dear. Oh my gosh, everybody just stopped listening. <laughs> no, but I but I think that's I think that's a valid that's a valid question. If I'm happy here, yeah, with my little world that I've created for myself, what and, does it matter?
2: And I think the irony of like as I was thinking of that question while you were talking, Anthony, is the the irony of that is that that is an ideology. I mean, that's that's like relativism, mm-hmm. right? So to take that perspective and say, you know, here is what truth is to me. You mm-hmm. know, here's my here's my slice, um, and here's here's everything I'm gonna pursue. What I think is happy, uh, I think. Um, and Ken, maybe you can tell the story you had a neighbor once or something that it was like why I'm happy why do I, why are you telling me that I'm not happy? Um, uh, I don't know if, do you remember that one? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah,
0: it was someone I just uh, encountered um, after one of, after an event that I had that I had run and <clears throat> got to talking with him. He was actually there for something different. He was there for another event because a friend had brought him and we got into a conversation about about faith and he said, I just don't really you know, he didn't see the point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, "What am I missing? More happiness?" And and I just said, "Yeah, <laughs> like there's there's more, you know." And he just it was hard for him to wrap his mind around the idea that he was missing out on something. Sure, but I think that's that's the reality of our witness. If we're truly living the Catholic faith to its fullest, to its full reality, unbiased reality, then people are going to see that there is something more. Yeah.
1: And I definitely want to get back to that that idea of witness. Maybe we can like finish off with that. But I want to back up because what you guys were talking about gets at something that another Communion and Liberation priest talks about. And what he he basically says is is that uh, there can be a reduction of desire. Hmm. Hmm. So when we when we limit reality, when we come at reality through a biased lens that doesn't actually correspond to truth. So when we say that all there is to life is Star Wars you know, or all there is to life is materialism or all there is to life is individualism or all there is to life are my feelings and how I, how I impose that on other people around me. You know, when we come at reality and whatever, or all there is is science, what ends up happening to the human person is that, you know, we are built to desire everything, right? We're built to desire God and never be satisfied with anything less. And so when we limit ourselves intentionally or when it's imposed on us from the powers that be, you know? Cuz like you said, the culture is all around us. We don't get to choose what kind of culture we're born into. So when that stuff like restricts us, then then the human person naturally becomes kind of sad and just their desires are reduced. Their desire for the infinite is reduced. And so I think when somebody says, "I'm totally perfectly happy with Star Wars," you know, maybe they're feeling what they think is perfect happiness, but when in reality it's 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 a numb reduction of desire. So their desire is small. Their, their desire has been limited that Star Wars satisfies them now. Hmm. And that should be horrifying. That should be terrifying because the human person is not built for that. And it manifests itself in all sorts of other ways. And, and I think if you s- truly seek truth, then you start to see Star Wars does not satisfy. Star Wars isn't the whole picture. It isn't the whole story. You know, it's it's in a galaxy far, far away. It's not here. <laughs> um, so I don't know. But, uh, does that, that help?
2: Yeah, it does. It's interesting, too, because it's it's kind of uh, it makes me think like so we'll we'll stick with this fun theme of Star Wars. If uh, um, like if somebody is uh, is if their whole reality is Star Wars, what's interesting is that it's not enough just to watch the movies. Right. You then have to kinda of go into Star Wars lore and start finding all the spin off books. You gotta buy all the action figures and then you want the like uh limited edition this or that Star Wars. Like there's not there's not this point that's like Star Wars is all there is and I'm okay with that. Like, and I'm 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 done. I've stopped. <laughs> there's like always this like I need more of it, I need more of it, I need more of it. You know, if if you have if your reality is say you're a motorhead and you're really into cars, you know, and you're just start getting consumed by cars, then it's not enough just to have this one car. Once you get it, you've got to add some style to it, add some flair to it. You know, you gotta make it do this, you gotta make it do that. And so you keep on adding and going deeper and deeper and deeper yes. because we're made to go deeper and deeper and deeper. But yes. when you just take that one section, you kinda I mean, and we all know people like this where they're so like Entrenched in one aspect of reality, that it's almost like man, hun. I love going to that guy's house for dinner. You know, me talking to my wife, but all he talks about is X or Y. Like that's it. And I, you know, I've <laughs> I've crazy talked about, enough about and it. Only talks
1: about God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no.
2: All Anthony talks about is Star Wars. Doggone it! I can't I can't Dang stand it. to hear it again. But. Actually, it's you more know like I mean? Lord of the Rings for me. That's true. You're, yeah, you're definitely more Lord so. of the Rings. Well, yeah.
0: and I think what's interesting too is that ultimately those kind of things, right? If, if, if our desire and our focus is God, then, then we will be satisfied, right? I think that's what you're getting at. And all of these things end up – they need to sort of take a new direction in order to stay interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So – like the great disappointment as you know as a Star Wars fan was that that when Disney came out with their their new set of movies which are enjoyable but they completely destroyed previous canon so everything that had been written before <laughs> was gone right and it was like now any, i don't know anything, anything anymore right, anything that you read that was post um, I'm definitely channeling my inner nerd right now. But anything that you – There's more to life than Star Wars there, can. There is more to life than Star <laughs> Wars. Um, but, but the idea that there there had to be a shift, right? And you see that with these kind of things, right? So you get the car. You care about the car. You build the car. You take care of the car. And then you're thinking maybe there's a different car that maybe is a little bit better. Or the next model for the next year has a cool new – you know, Gizmo. Gizmo gadget to it. And now you want that one. Because what you have, which is totally, you know, a good, um, it's not the best good, but it's something that's valuable. And then and then you go and you try to find, you know, something that's even better, but it's not better. It's just different. Like there's this sort of restlessness yeah, from dude. thing to thing to thing,
1: dude. Yes. And, and so to continue the Star Wars metaphor, just to kind of get. So what happened when The Last Jedi came out? Right. People freaked out and they were disappointed. And I think that gets like when we have a biased reality, when we limit our reality to a very small thing, then it's going to betray us. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to be enough. And at a certain point, we have a choice. We have a choice to either say Star Wars is not enough and therefore continue the search or we say Star Wars is not enough. And now I am cynical and jaded.
2: Hmm. oh that's interesting So,
1: so the invitation at that point everything is going to betray you all of created reality is going to pass away this world is dying and so if we put our hopes there if we limit ourselves to a narrow materialistic understanding of the cosmos then we're going to find out that one day that's all going to go away, and and that will either lead us into the the search for, okay, so I know that there's meaning. I know that there's experience out there that, that leads me to the belief that there is a God who loves, that has created beauty and truth and goodness and is beauty, truth, and goodness himself. I'm going to continue my search looking for that. Or we can say – this is all there is, and this is stupid. And if you read the YouTube comments, I think that's where a lot of people are. And mm-hmm. we, maybe, we maybe, maybe talked about that in the Asadia podcast a couple episodes ago, is that, you know, that's what happens when we, when we, beco- we can become sad towards reality. We can be sad towards the God who loves us so much. And, and that's, that's the fruit of a reduction of desire if we're not careful, if we don't push deeper, if we don't allow God's grace to, to take us to that next level. Um, to say, like, this is not enough, but here's the God who is enough. And by the way, you're never going to get to the end of him.
2: Hmm.
0: But he's always going to be – satisfied. like, it's full satisfaction even though you're not going to get to the end of the mystery. You're going to continue to get to know him more and more and more, and it's just going to – it's just satisfying the whole time. Yeah. Right?
1: And it's going to be totally rational. Like, so a lot of people when they think, oh, well, okay, so you're going to replace Star Wars with God – So I have to just close my eyes and pretend that, you know, fairy tales are real. It's like, no, like another thing that Luigi Giussani talked about is um, the fact that to to be truly Catholic, to be truly a human being, in another word, in another word, uh, is is to be the fully rational person. To be rational in the larger sense, right? Reason not confined to syllogism, not confined to science, not confined to the empirical, but reason like, I know that my mom loves me. No syllogism, no test tube, no experiment is going to reveal that truth to me, but I believe it. And it's, and it's more than just belief, I know it. To be a part of the fabric of reality is that my mom loves me enough to make me amazing food. And, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that you guys have any thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, that it's amazing because I was just reflecting a little bit when you were talking that uh that kind of that that breaking point is such a, I think, a beautiful point. But it's also scary that. Uh, when you come face to face and saying that whatever I'm into, and maybe it's a sin or maybe it's something else that's like that's consumed you and you realize this is not enough. It doesn't satisfy that. that I mean, that's like uh, we talked in our episode with Josiah about conversion. That's that's almost like the Holy Spirit guiding you to this conversion point. That's like, are you ready for reality now? You know, are you ready? Mm. But then we can still choose to push him off and take the route of acedia. Yep. Yeah. Of, of boredom, of sadness with with everything. Um, cynicism. Spiritual sadness and cynicism. Yep. Yeah. And it, I mean, and I think you're right. That Gosh, there's so much of that in the world. And so, I Cause mean. Because we're dissatisfied. We are.
1: We know yeah. that CGI is not enough. We know that, <laughs> that, you know, the next whatever is not, the next Marvel comic universe movie. I mean. But Avengers, gosh, we hope it will be. Oh, man. Maybe this one will scratch that itch. You know, yeah. maybe this one will hit hit just right maybe this will pull all of my emotions and and intense feelings and just the way that'll it'll it'll all go away and finally i'll be satisfied but as cool as avengers infinity war is no spoilers but it's awesome and ken's mad that i went to see it without him Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you had to bring Um, that up didn't
1: you (laughs) it's just not enough and if you watch the end of the movie maybe you'll get a sense of that but uh you know hint
2: hint but
1: uh. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Sorry, Ken. M-
0: moving away from that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, no, so
2: I feel like I'm in a studio with nerds. <laughs> can can we get back to witness?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm that's
2: thinking the cure, I, right? And that's, that's that was a question on my mind: is how the heck do you cure this?
0: Yep. I think what we're talking about too is the is just the struggle to be holy, right? I mean, because. Because that's the reality of 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 sin. Sin is narrowing our field of vision. Mm-hmm. This thing will, this one thing will satisfy, and not God, right? And it's and it's not. It's not enough um, to satisfy, and we know that, right? We, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that. And so I I think this is a, a very human struggle. I mean, I struggle with the same idea of okay there's this unbiased reality there's god in his fullness his truth his beauty and then these things that are distracting and i guess when i think about witness i think that it's it's trying to move towards that unbiased reality and when people see you doing that their their world's going to be broken into as well mm-hmm. because you're honest yourself that i place these things above Reality, or I have this ideology, and I'm trying to break free from it, and then other people get curious and want to know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, and I think when the struggle of struggle of holiness, I think you're right, Ken. That the struggle of holiness is compelling. When you see somebody struggling for holiness, that they have found the truth and they're pursuing it, and realize that truth is pursuing them, then they're they're going to be like, "Wow, I want that." Nobody can be indifferent in the face of a Mother Teresa. You just can't be bored by Mother Teresa. You can't be like, who cares about Mother Teresa? Unless you're jaded and cynical. I mean, and there are plenty of people that do that. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're really honest with yourself, though, like, Mother Teresa is amazing, objectively. And so, people are compelled by that. Um, but, yeah, the unbiased Which is kind reality- of
2: what Christ was like, right? I mean, they were compelled. And you had the people who were compelled to follow, and you had the people who were compelled to reject. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see many people compelled to boredom by Jesus, you know, I mean, maybe I I can't think of any examples, but like, there's almost this, like, you have to do something. And same thing with mother Teresa. Like, you don't, you don't often hear, I don't know if I've ever heard somebody like, Oh, whatever, mother Teresa. It's like, you're either like, no, she experienced this darkness. It's all a lie, you know, and you try to reject her or it's like, she's amazing. Like you said,
1: they're, they're people that were so open to reality that they were able to close their teeth down on, on the truth. It's like the GK quote, you know, an open mind is like an open mouth. It's, it's only open so that you can close down on truth. And the saints are living proof that you can be totally open to reality in its fullness and actually receive it and actually close your mouth down onto it. And <laughs> I mean, we call that the Eucharist. We call it the <laughs> Eucharist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. he he actually lets us sink our teeth into him i mean it that's that's, that's the incarnation that's that's the god that we love and serve is is a god who wants to be so real to us that he actually took flesh and like dwelt among us and then gave himself for us mm. in in the eucharist in the sacraments in the church so
0: and i think when you look at at the reality of the crucifixion you can't. You, you have to decide. There is a decision that has to be made. I, I think that's just such a powerful image to cut through. I, I think sometimes one can fall into a trap of even. And tell me if I am wrong, but even, even sort of uh, creating our own version of Jesus, if that makes sense, like For the, sure. right, like this, this is instead of the reality of who, like the truth about Jesus, which is found in the Gospels, right, like the crucifixion the fact that he becomes food for us in the Eucharist, like these realities, they, they can't, they can't be, you can't be mediocre with them. You have to decide. Yep. Um, and, and you, you see reduce that him.
1: you reduce him and create a cross section of Jesus, right? A biased Jesus.
0: Right, right. And you see that in, in the story when he, when he talks about uh, the Eucharist in John, in John chapter six, <clears throat> excuse me, you see, That they like people walk away (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they because he doesn't he doesn't pull back from his message. You have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He actually starts to use even more intense language. Excuse me. In the in the language, it actually gets to be. Like gnawing and chewing so he's like no this is the reality i'm telling you you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood like i'm not i'm not holding back i'm not using a symbolism here i am speaking truth to you and people leave and then he turns to the apostles and says will you leave too. Because he's not going to change anything. Usually, we see in the Gospels, he turns to the apostles and explains, oh, well, let me help you understand this parable. Or he gets a little frustrated with them and says, why don't you understand what I'm saying? But this time he turns around and he has no explanation. He doesn't ask them why they don't understand. He just asks them a simple question. Will you go to? Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, and I think that's what happens to us when we really see unbiased reality. And I think this happens in prayer. It's it's in the form of a question, you know, will you leave to or will you accept all, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Will you be who you were created to be? Yep. That I I think that's that's exactly right, Ken.
0: And I think it all starts with uh, really prayer. I mean, right. Our duty is to pray because that's that's our duty to God. But God gives us so much in prayer. And one of the reasons I love to pray is because. It gives me perspective, (laughs) right? Like it opens up like here I have this concern and I bring it to God and I realize that that concern really in the grand scheme of things is so minuscule and that I have this mighty God to back me. Like it it just gives such a great perspective. It opens up unbiased reality.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So prayer and witness. Yeah. Those are the cures for a biased reality. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So, uh, if you guys are interested in learning more, uh, the book that this is kind of all based out of is called The Religious Sense, and it's by Luigi Giusani. Uh, it's a tough read, um, but there's also another book that I would recommend. It's called God at the Ritz, and that's by Monsignor Albacete. R-I-T-Z? R-I-T-Z, like the, at, like like the, the Ritz-Carlton. Yes, like, like the Ritz-Carlton. Hmm. God oh, at the fancy Ritz.
2: God at the Ritz Carlton. There it is. <laughs> um,
1: great, great books. It, it's great theology, and it's really compelling. So I mean, it's it's one of my passions. But uh, anyways, thank you for the conversation, guys. Uh, it was very edifying for me too. It was great. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, and and I'd like to thank our listeners for listening in. Um, as always, we're really really. Uh, humbled and, and grateful for you to be a part of this ministry and uh, we hope that you're enjoying it we hope that you share it with your friends and family um, especially with people that might not like n- be Catholic or you know not Christian or not anything you know um, we're, we're trying to be open to all of the reality right <laughs> um, but yeah if you guys want to uh, email us it's vichimundum1633 at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and uh, rate us on iTunes and stuff like that because apparently it helps us. So, yes. I don't know. But until next week on Vichy
2: Mundum, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray, pray for, for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing their love of Christ with you. God bless you. Ooh. Is, is that supposed
1: to be Darth Vader?
0: Yeah. It did it not sound like it?
1: Now this is podcasting. <laughs>